When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your host of the Knocking Doors Down podcast, Jason, here with you. And this is a best of episode. What really inspired me to do a best of was a recent direct message that came in from an individual who said, hey, sorry to bother you, but I just discovered your podcast. After two and a half years of clean uh, off of opioids, I was on the verge of relapse last night. I was staring down the barrel of 10 milligrams and your interview with Edward Furlong came up on my feed. Instead of dosing, I ended up spending all night watching your videos and they really helped. Again, sorry to bother you, brother. Uh, I know you probably get swamped with messages like this, but I just want you to know you and yours are really helping people, including myself, one day at a time. Thanks for the hope. And so I really want to put something out that'll maybe get some different people's attention, get them on the podcast and, and hopefully more people like this, it's not necessary to send a message, but this meant so much that the work that's been done here on knocking doors down has made a difference to at least one person. And that was always the goal. So Sean Kanan, of course, you might know him from Karate Kid 3, various soap operas as well. He did make his return in Cobra Kai. I wanted to include his segment on anti-bullying that we had a conversation with him back in 2020. And uh, also Teresa Judice, of course, of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. She talks a lot about uh, her kids having some mental health struggles and getting them help. So I thought that was really valuable for anyone that maybe has a child or a grandchild or niece, nephew, whatever it is that is struggling with some mental health issues and knowing that you can get them help. And there is nothing wrong with that. No stigma should surround that whatsoever. It is the best and right thing to do. Plus, my man, Skinny Vinny, from part two of a conversation we had with him in 2021, he talks about dating sober, which is a huge challenge, one that I faced myself. And so I thought it was really insightful. And of course, as always, we couldn't do this without 5150 LTM. That's right. A lifestyle brand with a purpose. Of course, proceeds from 5150 benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation, who we've partnered with as well. Three great programs, Race to Be Drug-Free, Race to End the Stigma, and the Race for Autism. So helping families that have children with autism, Race to End the Stigma is a scholarship program for uh, individuals leaving high school, either they themselves, someone that they know and love, or they're doing work in the mental health community. So they are getting scholarships for that. And of course, the race to be drug free, keeping kids off the streets, away from drugs, away from gangs in free after school activities and sales from 5150 LTM do benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation. So, hey, if you're looking to get yourself some swag, maybe hat, T-shirt, sweatshirt, sweatpants, whatever it is. Uh, head on over to the store, 5150ltm.com. That link is in the podcast description and use the code KDD20 to get 20% off for yourself. Or uh, if you want to get someone else swagged out, maybe as a gift. We're going to start with Sean Kanan, then Teresa Judai, Skinny Vinny. I also throw in some of the random questions that we asked him for some fun. So I hope you guys enjoy this best of episode of Knocking Doors Down. Did your uh, the, the training with martial arts kind of create a lot of that tenacity that you had and that toughness as, as well. As- I think so. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, definitely my, my martial arts teacher was very hard on me. Um, he, he was emotionally hard on me. He expected a lot out of me. I think there were times when he pressed me to see if I would quit or I would stay. And uh, uh, I, I think that helped me with a lot of the psychological difficulty that comes with being an actor. You know, it's, it's, it's very emotionally and psychologically challenging uh, because you're constantly in a position of trying to find work, uh, constantly putting yourself out there in auditions and, you know, 99 out of 100 times you're, you're being um, rejected. And you have to learn to take that rejection and not see it as a failure, but to learn from it, to 
you know, for me, I would say, okay, maybe I got to audition for somebody that didn't know who I was. Maybe I got to prepare for a role that was sort of outside of my wheelhouse. You, you got to always put an, a, a positive attachment onto it. Yeah. How close did he push you from actually, have you thought about quitting? Like, I'm sure you thought about it, but did you ever get actually pretty close to doing so? Sure, yeah, I did. Uh, uh, but I, I, it was one of those deals, right? I wouldn't give him the satisfaction. Right, 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 yeah. I like you that. You know, kind of the same thing with my acting career. I mean, uh, you know, I'll never forget, I, when, I first came to, when I first came to Hollywood, I think it was Hollywood, or was it New York? Anyway, there was an open call for Nina Blanchard's modeling agency, and Nina Blanchard was a huge modeling agent. And you know, I had these pictures that I had taken professionally, and you know, they they took they took my my photos back to Nina to go look at in another room, and then they brought it back out, and they said basically thank you, but no thank you. And uh, oh, I was like, gosh, I was like, fuck it, on to the next. Fuck her, I'll show her. You know what yeah. I mean? That's good. That's a mentality to have because I might leave crying. It's just, that was really <laughs> rude. You couldn't have just said, I mean, I guess she uh, said no, but fuck. But, the, but Sean, to the thing, because I, I, I did the Brazilian jiu-jitsu off and on over a cool. decade. Um, and there's a, there's a difference between bullying and, and what a mentor does to push you. Can Absolutely. you kind of speak on what, what, what that is? So that well, you know, I, think, I think mentors are, it's an incredibly important relationship. You know, almost everybody that's really successful has had a mentor. You know, Bill Gates has had uh, Warren Buffett. I mean, uh, um, you know, was it you know, Aristotle had Plato? I mean, I, you know, anybody who's really achieved anything of consequence, you probably can trace it to somebody that was their mentor because, you know, this is somebody that's walked the path that you want to walk and can kind of show you where the pitfalls in the mines are. And also hopefully introduce you to some people that are going to allow you to circumvent, you know, some of the, 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 the challenges, but also challenge you so that you learn to do these things for yourself. So oftentimes that we perceive people or this person's got it all together and they've got no issues. And we kind of forget that everyone that's walking around with us has internal and external issues and things that are going on all the time. And it, it, it really, even though it does have some good, good humorous moments and drama, but it really has a lot of heart to it in, in that regard. Cause it, I, think it, I love that saying that you never know what private war someone else is, is fighting. Yeah. And yeah. it's true. You know, everybody's got their battles that they fight. Sure. And I, I think that's a, a reason to try and be, you know, uh, as understanding and compassionate as you can to, to other people. Yeah. Everybody's got their own shit going on. Yeah. Everyone's got their own shit. And with that said, yeah. uh, let's talk about the great work you're doing with uh, anti-bullying campaigns, and which is so awesome. That yeah, full I love circle, that. Full circle from childhood, you know, all that shit. And, and now you're just trying to, you know, not only educate those that get bullied, but those that are bullying as well. Sure, sure. Uh, so I'm very involved with, uh, with an organization called Buddha Bullying. Um, I'm the, uh, uh, the young man's youth ambassador. Uh, we go to schools and do a presentation, facilitate a dialogue with the kids. You know, we, we, we discuss how bullying is really a triangle. You know, there's the, the person getting bullied, there's the person doing the bullying and then the kids who are affected by being kind of the, uh, you know, the bystanders. And it's, it's, it's really, it's traumatic for everybody. And um, it's amazing. You know, we, 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 I, when I get up and speak, I start by showing a clip of me from Karate Kid 3 sure. when I'm terrorizing Daniel Russo. And I said, would you believe that that scary guy used to get bullied? And then right, you know, it, it sort of snaps them into what? And, and it, it, it allows me to bridge the fact that I'm a guy in my fifties talking to a bunch of, you know, teens and preteens because why would they ever listen to an old guy like me? And it, it, it gives me some street cred with them so that I can start to have a dialogue with them. Um, you know, suicide is the fourth leading cause of death among kids, which is, which is tragic. And, and bullying is, is an incredibly important factor in that. And now, you know, with the internet, uh, cyberbullying is, is, is another pandemic. I mean, I, I'm not trying to minimize what we're going through, but, you know, with, with one stroke of a, a keyboard, you know, kids are getting bullied to everybody in their school 24 hours a day. And it's just, oh, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, you got bullied like, 
you know, on the way to school, at lunch, and on the way home. And now, you know, kids are getting bullied nonstop. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's just so destructive. And so, you know, it's something I'm really I'm passionate about. It's something that I, I, I really, um, you know, it's, 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 it's work that I think is important and want to continue doing and kind of spread the message. And I just think that, you know, if, if anyone's watching this, if you're, if you're a parent, you know, you may get one shot at your kid or your younger brother or sister coming to you and being able to sock it up and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm getting bullied. And, and if, if you're not receptive to it in that moment, they might not try and speak to somebody again. Sure, and so yeah. it's, I, I think there's a responsibility um, on the side of adults to be vigilant uh, and also to, to try and facilitate an environment where kids feel safe enough to talk about something that's highly, highly humiliating for them. You know, it's, it's just, I mean, it, it, there's, there's nothing worse than, you know, a young boy going to his dad and saying, hey, I'm, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me at school. You know what I mean? So it, like all the, all the cards are stacked against kids feeling comfortable enough to doing it. Mm -hmm. so when they actually are able to summon up the courage to do it, it's, it's really, it's imperative that, that, that the adults are, are receptive to it and do something about it. Yeah, and as the word you've been using, compassion, you know, that's um, um, one of the things for me, of course, Sean, and you and I had a phone conversation, you know, prior to going through, you know, recovery uh, with my addiction is that was one of the things that I had to start to learn that as a man, I just didn't have to be this masculine like thing, right. which I'm so far from anyways, but I could finally embrace that I have a spectrum of thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and, and, and they're all valid. They all deserve to be heard, to be understood, to, to realize, you know, the, the best way I, I heard someone is, um, I think it was this gentleman, Tony Hoffman, we'd had on who goes out and speaks to schools as well. Uh, he had crazy, crazy addiction history in prison as well, but that, you know, we gotta, we gotta not only focus on those being bullied, but those that are the bullies because there's something going on there at home. It kind of goes back to the, there is no bad student, only bad teacher. Um, and like you said, if we shut off that conversation, then when they try to talk to us and they're being failed at home, then they're being failed at school. Those two institutions, there's one other potential institution they could head towards eventually. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Um, like I said, it's a triangle. You know, we, we really try and speak to not just the kids getting bullied, but the kids that are doing the bullying and, and the kids that are being affected by you know, witnessing it and feeling, you know, oh, they can't do anything or maybe they're part of the problem cheering it on. You know, there's a, there's a lot, like, again, a lot of different um, nanoshades of gray in behavior uh, that need to be addressed. Well, cool. Sean, we like to, uh, uh, before we uh, give you kind of the final word and the positive message, wrap it up with uh, some rapid fire questions. You don't have to be okay. too rapid. You could give them some thought, but, uh, you know, they're all in good fun. So fire away, Mikey. All right. If you can have dinner with anybody you wanted, dead or alive, who would it be? Wow. Um, gosh. You know, look, I'm, I'm not even that religious, but I, I got to go with JC. I mean, you know, I got that one. You know, We've gotten that one. <laughs> yeah. You and Lamar Odom. Yeah, same <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say that? Well, I listen, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> there's uh, a lot of knowledge there. There's uh, a lot of a lot of um, uh, mystery there as to you know. Hey, you know, t tell me about uh, age zero to thirty three. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, and I think I think there's there, there would be the possibility of of, of some some life changing epiphanous uh, information and 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 spiritual connection that would be really interesting. I mean, I, you know, a close second would be uh, uh, Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha. I mean, I think, I think you know, that'd be really interesting. I mean, as, as much as like Einstein was fascinating, I just, I, I don't know that I'd have a whole lot that he'd be interested in hearing um, or, or that I might not totally have a whole lot of what he was saying. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> the E equals the MC squared. It's just that simple. Do it. You're like, well, this was fun. Let me get the check. Check, <laughs> check please. Uh, pass it to Mr. Einstein. Uh, Fire away, Jason. <laughs> All right. Um, what are some of your pet peeves, if any? Oh, okay. I got two, and they're really stupid. I can't stand when you were in uh, uh, an office building, 
and the bathroom requires a key. Okay? I hate that. And as a corollary to that, I can't stand when you actually go in the stall and you pull the toilet paper out and it's as if somebody has taken one of those large wrenches and tightened it. So <laughs> that, you know, it just pulls off little by little. Those are stupid. Those are pet peeves. Um, <laughs> those are stupid and I hate them. <laughs> so, like, you know, I don't like cruelty. I don't like blah, blah, blah. Of course. So, you know, nobody likes that shit, right? Yeah. Um, I don't like waiting in line. I, I've got an absolute lack of um, patience, which is something that I, I, I work on diligently. Uh, so if the wife uh, says, we're going to Disneyland, Sean, you're like, oh, fuck. Right. All right. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like crowds either. Um, not, that, not that I dislike people, but I don't like crowds. Um, hmm. What else? Uh, and a, a pet peeve is really something with myself. I'm, I'm not... I'm not the uh, sharpest spoon in the drawer when it comes to technology. Although my wife is like my in-house IT IT guy, like she can build computers literally. So so like it doesn't affect me that much. But like if I was on my own, um, yeah, I, I'd I'd be very angry with myself because I'm just not great with technology and things like that. Uh, That's Jason for sure. I don't know shit about computers and all that stuff. I'm like, hey, how do you how do you get this thing on that over there? Like, how do I? What do I need to do here? Yeah, so I get what you're Press saying. the button. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all you got to do is here, and then this key, and then that. I'm like, what? The, just fucking do it. I don't know. Um, all right. What is? And then, okay. If they were to make a movie about you, Mr. Cannon, who would play? Who would you cast to play you, and why? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Come on, I mean, man. Come on. You got this. Who would I who would I cast to play me? You know, you know, I'll tell you who I would cast to play me. I would cast a young Robert Downey Jr. Not that not that he and I really have anything in common, but I just think he is such a phenomenal actor. That or you know, or, or let, let me let me let me amend that. I, I think it would be really funny to watch Nick Cage play me. <laughs> I don't know why. I would like to see Nicholas give me like an acid trip, you know? I'd like to see <laughs> Nicholas Cage version of playing me. Yeah, I just think it would be funny. <laughs> uh, I could just see some sort of scene where he's like, you know, playing you, calling your folks, yeah, I got Karate Kid 3. I'm going to be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Oh, shit, that's the best answer ever. Oh, <laughs> hell. Uh, and it, do you think, it, if it was Nick Cage, it would have to be a comedy, like in the vein of Raising Arizona or something. Oh, for sure, like that, or, um, you know, like, everything he does has got comedy in it, you know? I mean, like The Rock, and, uh, yeah, I, that would be my guy. Yeah, like, I always love the scene, uh, with, you know, him and Connor, you know, winners go home and fuck the prom queen. He's like, you know, oh, my lady was, was the prom queen. <laughs> and that was played by Vanessa Martell, who I was on uh, General Hospital with. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Nice. Um, all right. Let me see here. Uh, I was going to ask who's your biggest inspiration. Well, okay. So you did talk about your sensei being a, a huge inspiration and mentor. Do you think he's your biggest inspiration and mentor in life? <sighs> no, I, I have to say probably my father. I mean, I, my, both my parents. My parents have both given me... Um, uh, a lot of love and, and very good advice um, over the years. Um, my uncle Jeffrey, uh, who is a uh, he's a, a doctor, uh, been very close with him all of my life. Um, uh, Sensei Sensei Fumio Demura, who was Pat Morita's stunt double, uh, you know, was somebody else who has uh, been very important in my life. Um, my 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 acting teacher, the late Roy London. Um, so, you know, I think, I think at different, if at different times in my life, different people have had significant importance. Um, but you know, it, it does kind of take a village, at least with this guy it does. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say it, your greatest achievement is? What do you think it is? Ah, it's my marriage to my wife. I really, I really think that. I think that, um, that's awesome. That's a good one. I, I think that getting Michelle to marry me um, has really helped me become such a different and better guy 
a guy that I was not able to be without her. I mean, I think it was always in me, but I, I just, I just think that it's, it's, it's really allowed me to kind of spread my wings and, and, and at least be on the path to being the guy that I've always wanted to be. Yeah. Did she take some coaxing, Sean? I mean, were you just, <laughs> no, we really need to do this. I don't know. To marry me? No, you know, I, I have to be honest. It was kind of, it was kind of love at first sight. Um, oh. I, I, I saw her and she was literally yelling and complaining to a girlfriend of hers about something. And I was like, yep, that's the girl for me. I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's, you know, and I, I, I hope people really hung on what you said about, uh, you know, marrying her and what it's made for you. I read that, uh, um, uh, saying the other day and I'm going to probably fuck it up, but, um, you know, you're truly in a good place in a relationship when it makes you love yourself more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For I think sure. I, nailed um, I, I, I got another one. I like the right one will make you the wrong one will break you. And, uh, <laughs> fucking a, and we both <laughs> yeah, we know what you're talking about, buddy. <laughs> Let it, me tell you, we just look at each other at the same time. Like, yup. Uh, yeah. nailed that shit. You did. Uh, Mike, you got any more, uh, another one there. All right. Um, what is something some people would be surprised to learn about you? What is some, somebody people don't know about you? Okay. I'm totally butchering that. What is something uh, about you that people would be surprised to learn? There we go. Well, on, on, on the stupid side that I talk to myself constantly, which is just bizarre. And I, I, do, I don't know why I do it, but car. I do. I do too. I talk, <laughs> oh, <laughs> talk to myself all the time. Um, I, you know, I, I, uh, hmm. um, I'm a real dog lover, love dogs. Um, I, uh, uh am very, uh, fascinated with foreign languages. I, I study, uh, Italian and I study Mandarin. Uh, it's something that I've I always at some point or another, I'm studying some language. So maybe that's something that they, uh, would not know about me. And, and I love to cook. Oh, nice. Damn it. We should have got him up here and just, hey, you know, nobody buys. Hey. Hey, Sean, what do you want to let it cook tonight, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, in wrapping up, Sean, this, is, uh, this has been a total blast and a pleasure. Yeah, but um, sure. what kind of, you know, words of uh, inspiration can kind of lend to people? Of course, a lot, all of us, you know, as of this recording, you know, the COVID's still in effect. You know, the holiday seasons we've gone through. Um, that you can just kind of lend to people the, from, from your life experience? I think the first thing, which is going to sound cliche, but it's true, is that it can't rain all the time. This too shall pass. And, and as we're coming into the holidays, I think the holidays really tend to amplify everything, both, both positive and negative. And unfortunately, a lot of people are not going to be able to spend time with the people they love. And that's really difficult. And I would just say, you know, the best way that I know to get out of yourself is to try and reach out and, and make someone else feel good, connect with them. Um, I also think that it's really important that, you know, we, we don't just survive, but we thrive. You know, uh, you know take this time when, when, you know, you're home and, and, you know, God forbid, you're not one of the people that, you know, can't work. Or if you are, find something that you can do that is going to bring value to your life and someone else's. You know, for me, I've, I've taken this time to really work on my book um, um, and, uh, and, and to prep getting Studio City done. That's been kind of the stuff that I've done to thrive. Um, and then I'd say on a, <clears throat> on a bigger note, and it's one of the things I talk about in my book, is that, you know, you need to really figure out what your success is. You know, not success as defined by Madison Avenue commercials and some, um, you know, the conspicuous consumption of some celebrity's Instagram feed, but figure out what your internal barometer says success means to you. Because ultimately, you're only competing against yourself. And, and you know, if you don't have an idea of what success means to you, it's, it's, it's like getting in a car and not knowing the destination. So mm -hmm. I guess clarity, uh, deciding what it is that you want to do and then, and just, um, try to take this time to, you know, shift into gear and make it happen.
The Knockin' Doors Down book shares all the history and inspiration behind the Carlos Vieira Foundation and how it all started. All proceeds from the book benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation's Race to Be Drug-Free campaign. So what's that all about? Through the Race to Be Drug-Free campaign, Carlos Vieira Foundation raises awareness about drug abuse, donates to drug-free programs, and brings drug-free speakers into schools to educate youth. The Race to Be Drug-Free campaign's main program is the Gloves Not Drugs boxing program. This program is completely free for kids between the ages of 8 and 17 to learn discipline, strength, respect, camaraderie, and the art of boxing. The program was created to keep kids off the streets, out of gangs, and away from drugs. For more info and to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org. We should all be nice to one another. Agreed. Agreed. That's what makes, you know, I think if there was more of that going on in the world, it'll be a better place, you know? Oh, no, that's been a shitstorm, yeah. especially the last two years, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I think hopefully with the, everything that happened, I think people are more nicer now mm-hmm. because of the, you know. I don't know. Epidemic. No? Or you're right. Or Depends on who you're living with. have gotten a <laughs> more bitter because yeah. of it. But I think, you know, it opened up a lot of people's, you know, eyes of how to be in the world. Sure. Well, I know for for me, like, and especially with what we're doing, seeing not only the large amount of relapse, you know, because we do focus in that, that addiction area. And I know for me, there was times that it was like a lot of anxiety and everything else, but with mental health and everything. I know. You that's know? sad. I know. I mean, because I took my daughter for a physical um Two days ago, and they were she had to take she had to fill out questions about depression. Right, and she's twelve, and yeah. you know she was, you know they all had to do that this year. And I know a lot of that has gone on. It's sad because, but thank God, knock on wood. I mean, my kids were good. Yeah, yeah. they kind of liked being home. <laughs> yeah, they liked doing school from home. It, I mean, it was cool being home, like when we were, because I took a week off of work when this whole thing started, because it was supposed to last two weeks. Um, here <laughs> we are, know. two years later. Um, but it was, it was cool being off. But it was weird because you felt like the apocalypse was going on outside. You didn't. It was something that yeah. you can't see coming at you. So I thought that was the scariest part. No, it's you're like, right. It was. I'll find kinda... something that I can see, but if I can't see it, that's terrifying. Because yeah. I was doing a lot of appearances. Sure. Yeah. So I was on the road a lot, like today, like flying here, and then I'm flying to California right after this. It's yeah. like I'm used to that. Right. And like, and then everything stopped, and it was a standstill. I was like, all right, so I guess I'm taking a little break. So it was, you know, I was fine with it. Um, because I was on the go so much. Right, right, right. right. But yeah. I know, so I guess with some people, it affects differently. You yeah. Know? Well, you have five, right? Four. Four, okay. Four daughters. Four, yeah, yeah. and I'm a parent of two. How did you kind of handle it with them? You said they like to be home. Yeah, I mean, because they had a, um, a choice, either to go to school or stay home, and they decided to stay home. They yeah. wanted to stay home, so I was like, okay. And tell you, because you know why? If they went to school anyway, there was not a lot of students there anyway. Sure. Were you kind of so, like, damn it. <laughs> they wanted to stay home. Um, to tell you the truth, there was not much going on anyway. Right, right. Sure. So, and they were in their rooms doing their thing, and so it was fine. I mean, right. and I was doing, like, if anything, Zoom stuff, too. Right. Um, so it was great that they were around because they're, you know, they're good with the computer, and I'm so not. So, <laughs> yeah, so they were help me with that. I'm great with computers, right? <laughs> He's, he, he is as shitty as, like, I do all the tech stuff. Well, me he, too. He yeah, I'm not good like that. I did the tech stuff for, like, 10 minutes, and I had a migraine for yeah, the rest of the huh. day. I'm just like, I don't, you you do it. I'm I like, I have a Zoom it. call. Can you get me on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, make make this clickable. <laughs> Click, make the, yeah, Jason, you figure it out. Dating as a single parent is tough, and I have to ask you, of course, my situation a little different in recovery um, you know and really trusting myself but how with you know going through it the stuff you did with the divorce you know post you know the prison mm-hmm. sentence and everything else how did you kind of do that healing in that point of where it's like you know that's I, I think I'm qu- ready to date yeah, that's I, a I good think question. I'm ready to let love in because it's it's hard going through that to trust again yeah and I know like, I mean I am a very strong person I could have turned to alcohol or anything sure. else like that I mean, I always tell my daughters that because I want to be a good role model to them. Sure. You know, because listen, at times it was depressing, everything. There was a lot that happened to me. You know, it's like getting on TV and and I didn't really get to enjoy it. Right. Like I just said, the only time I enjoyed being on TV was this ultimate girls trip that we went to Turks and Caicos because it wasn't like, um, so you know, it wasn't 
these women trying to attack me. Sure. Like on my show was a lot of that. Like when you're on top, and I didn't, wasn't even trying to be on top. Like I, you know, I did that whole scene with flipping the table, yeah, whatever. I mean, that just really was genuine. Like I got pissed off, and I have that fiery Italian temper. <laughs> I'm very passionate, and that's it. But really, normally, I'm like very easy. I didn't like the table there, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. I'm really easy to get along with, which I I I hope you guys can feel my vibe. Like I'm so easy. I'm very easy going. I don't try to be a diva. I don't try to be anybody. I'm not. And but if someone comes after me, of course I stand up for myself, and I have no problem doing that. Sure. So, but on my show was like a lot of like everyone coming after me and trying to attack me and Joe, whatever. And I didn't know. I I really didn't about anything. You know, I know there was a lot of people that wanted to take us down more say him i guess and i guess because we were married it just happened to me too yeah which you know what at first i was just like really this is really happening so and it did and i accepted it like like a champ i did what i had to do i'm like really god i'm like i never went to college and like this is the kind of college you want to send me to okay fine you know like meaning like when i went when i went away to jail i felt like i was living with um you know, like I would felt like I was in college, but a different kind of college. <laughs> That's With what like I kept dress saying. Right, yeah. <laughs> I had a dress, dress code, code. right. Yeah, I had to share. Of- and really, because I went, when I, my daughter went to Rutgers and she showed me her dorm and then she had to share bathrooms. Like, I'm like, this is what I had to do when I went away. Right. I'm like, this is so crazy. And I, that's what I felt like. I'm like, I'm in college, but not the kind of college I wanted to be at. Sure. Like with just all women and everybody going down on each other. And not everybody, but some right. people. Sure, and yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> well, let me, let me ask <laughs> like you this. Like my first night, two women were going at it. I was just like, wow. I just put the covers <laughs> over my head and I went to bed. Like, cause there were six of us in the room. Yeah. And I was like, this is so crazy. This is like, I'm watching a porn, but really, I don't really want to watch this porn because <laughs> I'm in the room with them. It's like, yeah, it was crazy. Were you worried going in with being who you were, like that people were going to like target you just because no. of your celebrity? Well, not you, because no. you seem tough as nails. Yeah, no. I'd be tripping. You'll just flip like, oh, gosh. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I'm not, I mean, listen, I'm not, I don't try. People knew I'm not, not to mess with you. Yeah, everyone was really cool that nobody messed with me at all. If anything, um, I mean, listen, I had some girls that were looking at me like the wrong way. I was like, yeah, and like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like I have, I'm not, I'm not trying to be tough, but I'm not, you know, listen, I wasn't trying to, I didn't walk in like trying to own the place sure, or anything. Sure. And I was nice to everyone. Um, I mean, there was, it was kind of crazy. Like there was helicopter, like when I would walk outside on the track, there was helicopters flying over because mm-hmm. they like they were getting yeah. tipped off when I was walking outside. They would put the place on lockdown because that was happening, and then uh, you know people would get mad at me. Yeah, and I'm like, it's not my fault. I'm like, what do you want yeah. me to do? It's like, I'm not. You know, I, I don't want this. I don't want people flying all o- over the track while I'm here either. Yeah. So like, you know, some people get mad because of that, and um, you know, certain things. But that's why I'm like, it's somebody that's a rat in here that's telling them yeah. what time I'm going to walk outside and that this is why this is happening. Did the inmates have phone access or you're pretty sure it was guards? Well, yeah, of course. They people they would get phones brought in. Cuz you get paid if you to get tip if off, you get right? caught with a phone, a cell phone, you would get put in the hole. Yeah. Like I never listen, I because of who I was, I could not break any rules cuz then of course someone would rat on me. Oh yeah. And I had no problem doing that. I followed all the rules. And like, if you, if you get caught with cigarettes, anything like liquor, yeah. it, anything you wanted, you could get in there. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you wanted it, you ask someone, you get it. Like I, the only thing I asked for was makeup. <laughs> yeah, and even if you get caught with certain makeup that they know really? it's brought in from the outside, you could still get in trouble for that. So is it like where I've heard where you kind of, you'll go and say work kitchen duty or whatever and you earn a little bit of money, then there's like almost like the little store kind of and they they kept it or is it you could get certain gifted stuff to you? Like um, the Morgan Freeman on Shawshank? No, like, like, like you get, get you money stuff. put in your commissary every commissary, week, that which was, was I got, you know, the most you could get put in was 300. And of course I would spend my 300 every week. Uh, like Joe was like, my ex was like, really? like. You have to spend all this money every week. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I want everything I want. Yes. And I was like, really into like fitness, sure. and I was like working out um, every day. And I was that's where I discovered yoga, mm-hmm. and I meditated every day. I mean, the, I have to say, the view where I was was so beautiful. I was in Connecticut, and like I have to say, I'm like, thanks God, I'm glad you put me at a beautiful place. Like going outside, 
it's just the view was breathtaking and I was there for four seasons sure. so I saw all the change and so I just meditated every day outside and then when I came out I loved yoga so much and then that's when I got certified for it right mm-hmm. and um, so like, there was some really solid life transforming there lessons was, for you there was and it's like it was a great you know listen I don't regret anything it was part of my journey that's what I tell my kids I mean my girls are they're amazing like they became who they are yeah. I you know they're really strong because you know seeing what I went through yeah. and I mean listen I have two of my daughters that do see therapists and and I'm not embarrassed of it no. you know listen they went through something really traumatic at a young age I mean I went away then Joe went away then their grandfather passed away then their other grandmother mm-hmm. passed away and then my dad passed away yeah. and they were all really close to their grandparents and they had a tremendous loss in a short period of time mm-hmm. so it's a lot to deal with sure that is a lot for for anyone um and I know with my kids, because I have a son on the autism spectrum, so sometimes having to deal oh, with those so things. Oh, so is my boyfriend. Yeah, so encouraging, you know, that open dialogue. Uh, you know, we were kind of talking here pretty early on, that, you know, about mental health. And it's such a huge part of it that hopefully in like our mission here around addiction and mental health, ending that stigma that it's okay Sad. to say I struggle with this. It's okay that you have mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, and addiction. It's okay to seek and get help, and there's nothing wrong with it. It makes yeah, you stronger. No. It's not a sign of weakness. Oh, not at all. And if you, you know, listen, I, I tell my daughters, I'm like, I'll do whatever you guys want. You know, because I want to, listen, they've been through a lot, you know, and like losing, you know, their dad, like, never came home again. Right. Like, I came home. He never came home. Right. So... You know, like my one daughter Melania, they're all they were all really close to him. Sure. But my one daughter Melania, she was like, I remember like that day she didn't go to school when he left, and like they showed her on TV like looking out the window yeah. as we're getting into the car. Right. You know, and but like I try to give them as much love as I can, and you know they see that. Yeah. And then. Louis came into my life and he's so amazing. He really is and he's so good to my girls and that's what I and they're and they're so like grateful too and sure. you know and I'm glad like and I'm glad like I'm grateful too that I ended up meeting someone like I'm gonna cry that like I'm glad it was just one person and it's like because yeah. I didn't want to bring like all like I wouldn't do that anyway I wouldn't bring like a lot of sure yeah. you know men around my daughters because I have daughters I have four daughters. Yeah. So I'm grateful that I got, you know, I met him and he was so amazing and it just really worked out. Well, Teresa, we like to uh, have the guests give us kind of some, some final words through their experience and, and with life of encouragement to the uh, listeners and viewers. But before that, we got some fun random questions okay. for you here. I have a question. It might be controversial. So, you know, just be careful. It's a very big question. Okay. Would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or 10 chicken-sized horses? Oh my God. This is, <laughs> there is a right or wrong answer here, oh Teresa. The world is watching right now. All right. Which one is it? Wait, say it again. One horse-sized chicken. One horse-sized chicken. Or 10 chicken-sized horses. Those are some chicken. strong chicken-sized so horses. So one horse-sized chicken, mm-hmm. so all right. Or what? Or 10 chicken-sized horses. Chicken. So picture 10 chickens, but they're horses. Oh, but they're little. But they're horses. Or one big horses one. are still strong. Yeah, but they're okay, all right. So ten or one big one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one big one. Really? Yeah. Think you about the, pick, the, because uh, then it's one on one. But one peck of a chicken the size of a horse. Well, maybe then there's ten of them. You don't know where they're pecking. Here's and my I'll be thought. Like, you know, trying to push them I, off. I help you take care of it, and then you cook up some my favorite Italian dish, some chicken parm. Uh, what do you okay, think? Yes, I would and he's a vegetarian, so he doesn't get a joint. I'll get, do eggplant. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I that love was eggplant. a two-parter question. And also, what does it take to get me on the housewives? <laughs> um, I'm not a housewife, obviously. Well, but like, we could fit me in somewhere. I mean, I don't know if they would fly out to Fresno to do a podcast. No, no I'll go there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, we can do it. Then sure. you come to. Come to Jersey and we'll do a podcast. I'll be like the busboy or something when you guys are all out dinner or something. Okay. <laughs> when you no, guys are at do, dinner, I'll a, just like refill your water. We can do a podcast in Jersey, though. So there you, you go. Rent a studio and we'll do it in Jersey. I haven't or, been there or forever. New York, or New York. Yeah, I haven't been in there forever. Uh, favorite curse word? Favorite curse word? Um, I don't know. I don't... Fuck! <laughs> Wait, you have my it has to be. That, it, yeah. It's a noun, it's a verb, it's an adjective, no, no, it's, it's an adverb. No, it's bitch it's, better. Oh, bitch? bitch? Yeah, it's oh, bitch I can see better. That. No, no. 
Mean yeah, you don't I, put up with shit. I could just see like I, bitch I don't, don't really, start. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no. Remember on the show? I don't know if you watched it. Like she said, I I said, I, I'm like, Hon-, I called her honey. She's like, don't call me honey. And I said, oh, is bitch better? And it just came out like that's. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. Now I was like too trying to be out. nice, and then she's like, don't call me honey. I'm like, oh, is bitch better? <laughs> like, I was like, so bitch what? then. We'll go with bitch. That's <laughs> yeah. a terrible. That's the winner. Let's say bitch. Uh, I want to do the final word. Uh, yeah. One more fun one. Just It's a good one. Uh, okay. If you were on a deserted island, oddly there's power in a movie and or uh, music listening device, one movie and one album, uh, music album you would take with you. One music and one album. One music album, one movie. Okay. One, all right, one music album, Versace on the Floor by Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh no! I mean, that, I like that song, but you know, you know what I love, Sade. Oh, really? We're going oh, back yeah. a little yes, bit. Yes, I yeah. like Sade, like Ed Versace. I like both yeah. of them, so I'd have to be as strong. Do you have a favorite movie? A movie that, if you were on that island, you would love to something have something that would watch over and over yeah. again. Um, on an island, you gotta love. I like. The movie. I mean, I have to say, The Godfather. Yeah. How do you not like Coppola? Because like on, I like you know why I like The Godfather because it's it's like who I represent it's about loyalty and respect sure. and I'm all That's about such that such an Italian answer I love no, it no <laughs> I, I, I know and I'm just saying that I'm all about that yeah, you know? yeah for and sure I love that <laughs> well if there's uh, you know uh, obviously we'll have some a good amount of your fans tuning in but people that are maybe struggling with mental health and how you've come through your adverse situations or it might even correlate to someone with, a, with addiction I know there's but, another thing I want to say like yeah um, please about mental health like you know my daughters are going through stuff and I was just like I mean, I know I'm a, you know, I guess it's just the way God created me and, sure. you know, how I am and the way my parents made me who I am. I am a very, very strong person. Like, I don't know. I just, I just am. I don't know. It's just the way I am. So I tell my daughters, like, and Melania is like, you know, like when she struggles through things, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, why? Like, just be, ha- like, I try to do everything. They tell me to jump, I say how high. Because, mm-hmm. sure. like, you know, I'm a single parent. I was like, I always want to make them happy because of everything that happened. I always sure. feel guilty. So I always, I'm like, well, my, what? what's the matter? Like, I, I do everything for you. Like, what's the problem? Um, and then when I talked to the therapist that she was going to, she's like, no, you have to acknowledge their feelings. Yeah. Like, you have to say, okay, I understand you feel this way. Because mm-hmm. I had to learn how to talk like that. Because yeah. I don't, I'm like, you know, I grew up, like, just, like stop, like 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 you know, my father look at me and I, I was scared. Like yeah. I'd literally even pee in my pants. Like, so we were talking about that father look before you got yeah. here. My dad has the same look. Yeah. So I was like, me. now it's like you know the kids are. It's different nowadays, you know. So I would be like, so now it's like that's what I learned from my therapist. Like you have to say, like if someone's not, you know, if they're sad and they're depressed or anything or whatever they're feeling, you have to acknowledge their feelings. So mm-hmm. make sure, like if you have. Know, someone's going through that make sure you acknowledge their feelings and um and you know hear them and then help them you know work it out mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah like right now I'm, um i'm gonna get you know they my daughters have seen therapists but I'm, now i'm working on them getting life coaches oh wow yeah so i'm all about that at first i used to not be about that right. if you watch the show it used to be like nine to therapy because of who I, I am a strong person but look I have four daughters they're all different yep. and I, and I want to do the right thing by them mm-hmm. so and if that you know I want you know if they need help of course I want to get it you sure. know get it for them yeah, absolutely so, I'm, you know I'm all about that now yeah always yeah. do you know doing the right thing listen Absol- I'm still learning yeah like yeah. we learn every day it's <laughs> like you know we don't grow we, we're not perfect none of us are perfect right. yeah. you know we, you know so I'm still learning you know even though I'm for I'm 29? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 29 with a few anniversaries. <laughs> yeah. How old no, do I look? You, if you didn't good. know, how old? Th- I was going to say like 24, 25. Thank you. No, that's yeah. a little too young. I mean, no. <laughs> okay. uh, early 30s. I like that. Early Good 30s. answer. See that? Yeah. See that, so. Hey, huh? <laughs> I would do better with the women on the East Coast. Huh? How old are you, Mikey? I am 33. That's good. Single dad of a dog. Uh-huh. Her name's Lola. Shout out to Lola. Oh, how cute. That's just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. You have a lot of tattoos. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple. 
a little yeah. addiction. Then he looked like the one he should have been in prison, right? Yeah, I know. Cammy, I was telling you guys <laughs> you were going to say yeah. that. Are you good with that? I'm yeah, gonna, I'm okay, fine. Cool. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Listen, I'm so cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I know. Cool. Like, my dad never liked tattoos. Like, he Oh, my dad still hates them. My him. dad said, if you get a tattoo, I cut your head off. Like, that's I what he told me and my brother. He makes me eat outside for Sunday dinner. Yeah, so, I mean, okay, we have to go. Yeah, so then anyway, um, but so, you know, I got this for him. I know. You know, it is what it Your is. Your heart was in the right place when you got it. It yeah. wasn't like you were acting out or trying to be rebellious. Yeah, you no, got it for him, exactly. so I'm sure he gets that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Miss Teresa, this has Thank been really you cool. So much. Thank this you. This was awesome. You guys were awesome. You Thanks were for as having well. Me. Thanks for being on. Yeah. It's awesome. 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of Knocking Doors Down. Go to 5150LTM.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTYLTM.com. Wanting a relationship is something I've always wanted. And before getting sober, I've only been in a few relationships. Mm. And the longest one was about a year and a half. And she was also sick. So it was like, it wasn't a, it was very toxic, you know? And uh, who knew if that was like real feelings or not? You know, there was a lot of heroin involved. (laughs) So it's like, who knew what that was? And then when I started, when I got sober, I started dating like a bunch of chicks here and there, nothing really serious. And then, um, and then, like, I met one girl, and, like, she broke my heart. I thought I was in love, mm-hmm. but now knowing that I wasn't. And then the only girl that really f***ed me up was this chick down in Texas. And she, she she was really young. She was 20, and, like, she just didn't know what she wanted. And then, like, again, it looked good on paper. And, yeah. Um, but she really f***ed me up. But I still really wanted that relationship, so sure. I'm always searching for it. And then um, somehow I met this amazing girl. And she's fr- she's so smart. She's from Tunisia, North Africa. She's only been in the States for six years. And um, she's older than me. She's like 38. And she has her shit together. And she's so smart. She speaks seven different languages, like fluently. And <laughs> so I'm like, why is this girl even attracted to me? She's so smart. You know what I mean? Like, it makes no sense. And yeah. then, and then like, my, my PTSD from past relationships starts, like, coming in the picture. I'm like, all right, this is too good to be true. Something's going to up yeah right. you know so i'm like yeah. i'm like waiting for that to happen or just like searching for like a flaw and like, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. why you're single yeah yeah, yeah yeah she, exactly she's got a bunion that's it I'm yeah, 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 exactly and then like but she has two kids too right, right. so it's like so it's like okay i'm coming into a relationship where she has two kids seven and nine mm-hmm. and am i like I, I start. I asked my sponsor. I asked all, all my other peers in, in recovery. I'm like, do you, th- this is, do you think this is a good idea? Like, doing what I do, I travel a lot. You know, do you like? Do you think it's a good idea for, to be with somebody that has kids? And um, somebody said something that made a lot of sense to me. They're like, well, mothers put their children before anything, right? Mm-hmm. So that means you would have to put them before anything. If you really like this girl, you have to put them before mm-hmm, anything. Sure. You know, which sure. made a lot of sense to me. So then I like really started to think about it. I'm like okay yeah maybe maybe this is what i've been wanting you know that little family environment thing you know and so i took a shot at it and it's been going really well and that's cool um there hasn't really been any trust issues as far as like anything bad like that she smokes a lot of weed she smokes <laughs> a lot of hash but that really does that bother you like because you were mentioning earlier resentment towards not being able to take a hit like <laughs> so we're all honest here, bro. Yeah, so, okay. so ninety so ninety percent of the time it doesn't bother me. Okay. What um, about the ten percent? In what situations does it? So ten percent it's like when I was hurt for a week. Okay. And I wanted to sleep good. Sure. And I'm and she's like dude, she literally smokes joint after joint after joint. Like and I and I'm sitting there, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I thought I was a pothead. <laughs> you know, and and I'm just like looking at her and she's so relaxed and I'm just like, I'm in pain, can't yeah. move and, and like I can't sleep and I'm, I, I'm like getting pissed right. that I can't do that, you mm-hmm. know? And um, and she, she's not very uh, educated as far as like recovery and sobriety sure. and stuff like that. So she, I'm trying to explain to her like, I can't do this because there's a possibility that it might lead to other things. It might, it might not, who knows, you yeah. know? But I don't want to take that 
risk yeah and um so i'm trying to like because she's just like just take a hit you'll be fine you'll sleep good and i'm just like i can't yeah she doesn't know about the program she right. doesn't know about all that kind of thing you know she's she, i don't want to say ignorant just not educated sure. well ignorance a good word yeah people, people think that it's such a harsh thing to yeah. say and it's not yeah. it's like yeah you know? we made it that way yeah, yeah that's we did yeah yeah because like if i just i don't know shit from shinola about certain things it's yeah just, it's the way it is yeah but um We've been together for a few months now, and it's it's going really well. Uh, it was like a, like I was saying, I've always wanted this, and now that I finally have it, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is kind of scary, but scary in a good way. Yeah. Um, sometimes I like fear because it some sometimes fear pushes me more to do something. It's um, a necessary emotion, totally, and I think people yeah. shy away from that reality too often. Yeah, I, I think a lot of growth comes from pushing through fear yeah and uh and that that comes down to everything in my life as far as like either making content or doing a stunt or or public speaking or anything that i'm like very uncomfortable doing pushing through that fear like uh, so much growth comes from that mm -hmm. yeah what is her perspective on what you do for a living she's like that's cool as shit or what whatever pal so, <laughs> <laughs> um she so we we the way that we met was facebook dating yeah really weird um wait fa like facebook dating that's like a that's, that's a kind thing. of dating app yeah like, really yeah if you have a facebook account you can create like a dating thing. no yeah. shit everything's a dating app yeah now, bro it's the new age man well i don't have a facebook so i didn't know about that yeah <laughs> yeah and um so that's how we met and sh usually i'm the one to dm because when i'm on these dating these dating things like tinder or bumble i'm on there for one purpose those kind of things i'm just looking to have fun yeah <laughs> that's it and usually i'm the one the dm and i dm exactly what i want right away mm -hmm. like i don't have time to bullshit around and small talk like i want one thing and that's it she dms me first and she's she's just said some corny shit she was just like the those eyes are the eyes that i'd want to wake up to every morning and i was just like oh shit okay <laughs> you know like, I, was like, I was like okay dope and then we started talking a little bit and then uh I, I, me and Zach had to go film something. I was like, yeah, I'll call you tomorrow. We got to go film. And um, she's like, film? What do you mean film? I was like, oh, me and my buddies, like we make stupid content. And then she Googles, she Googles me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't hear from her for probably a month and a half. <laughs> she totally ghosted me. And uh, and then I'm like texting her. I'm like, what's, what's up? And, and like, I found out she had COVID. So I'm just like making yeah. sure that she's okay. But I'm like, no response. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm not chasing this chick. Like, what am I doing? Like, right, I'm yeah. just going to go somewhere else. And, uh, and then finally she, she calls me back after like a month and a half and she's like, Hey, sorry, I ghosted you. I just, I found out who you and your friends were. And like, I just figured that you guys have all these girls around you all the time. And I'm just like, I'm surrounded by homoerotic guys. 99% of, hey, of my day. Like, yeah, yeah, no, do you see my like buddy that. drink something out of my other buddy's <laughs> ass exactly, crack? Exactly. <laughs> and then like, and she, she like laughed at that. And then, um, I was like, all right, I, like we started talking for a while and I was like, all right, I'm going to ask this chick out, but I want to do it in a way that we're like, she can't say no. Mm -hmm. So I, I Googled how to say something in French because she speaks fluent French. So I, go I, I said that to her in French and she was just like mind blown. And we went on the first date and... And then like was she pissed you couldn't speak French in person. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. She speaks French, Arabic, German, Italian, um, Tunisian, English. And, but she could, she understands... 20 other languages wow it's bananas yeah but speaks fluent in seven of them it's insane that's incredible yeah yeah and then um the that liquid death video that i made yeah with zach me drinking water out of his asshole it's just <laughs> like she sees something like that and she's just like like she wasn't there when i was filming it thank god but like when she's see like like i think i was next to her when she finally saw it mm -hmm. and i like look over to her and she's just shaking her head <laughs> And I'm just like, God damn it. Did <laughs> yeah. she still kiss you after that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Liquid Death, if you'd like to come back on as a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, because uh, uh, I showed her this new, I, I, we're starting to do more uh, skits. Like, okay. like oh, cool. Less stunty stuff, more skits, with a little bit more acting. And we did something a couple weeks ago, and it was finally done yesterday. And I'm like showing it to her, and she's not laughing or anything. And I'm just like, is it not funny? Like, I think it's hilarious am i just dumb like and and i'm just like babe did you like it she goes no it's really funny but then i i look up and you're right next to me i i got puked on by zach in the skit uh -huh. <laughs> so she's like 
She's like, yeah, no, it was funny. But then I look up and you're sitting right next to me. So I'm like, okay, my boyfriend is, you are my boyfriend now and you're getting puked on by Zach, which is disgusting. So like she looks at it in a different way. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, even if she didn't think you're funny, that's fine. Cause Will Ferrell's wife doesn't think he's funny. That's right. So yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. kind of like, <laughs> yeah. if your yeah. significant other doesn't think you're funny, maybe you're on the right track. Yeah. 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 He's a funny motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. so. It's I'm such an attention whore, attention seeker that like, I need you to tell me that I'm funny or I need sure. you to, like, I need you to tell me that my content is good. Right. You know, it's, I'm tough like that. Dude. <laughs> that, that weird validation. Yeah. I, I yeah, know yeah. what you mean though. Yeah. Like I'm the most like insecure. It's great to have Mikey like, nah, man, it was a, it's a good episode. Yeah. Did, did a good job. Are you sure buddy? Yeah. You know, I, I used to, before I started making my own content, I was like Zach's filmer, the too stupid to die filmer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then like when I started making my own content, I made it just, I wanted just the bros to like it. I didn't care about anybody else. I just wanted the validation from yeah. the bros, mm. right? So I would like, I would like DM a video to Kyler or Chadwick and I'd be like, yo, was it good? And like once they told me that it was good, I'd be like, all right, sick, maybe I'm onto something here. You know, and then I started making my own content and I, I'm such a narcissist that I'll watch my own content over and over and over again, whether it's to like, learn from it maybe maybe i'm doing something wrong or uh or camera angles or anything like that but literally i think it's just because i like watching my own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he and i are so different because he like i listen back to every episode or watch it he's like yeah no i don't i, I don't hate, like yeah that. i hate hearing myself <laughs> me too when i first I, did this I my podcast ever i apologize to like everybody who's ever met me i'm like i'm sorry you had to hear me talk i didn't know <laughs> i sounded like this. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> my goodness <laughs> Well, and we hear ourselves differently, you know, it's yeah. like, it's not how people hear us and everyone hears differently, you know? It's I like, had this music phase back in like my late teens where I wanted to make music. I wanted to be a rapper. And uh, so I like started making music and then when I heard my sound, the sound of my voice on a song, I was just like, <laughs> I'm never doing this again. <laughs> Hey, you know what? At least you notice that because there's a lot of people who I know that, you know, are trying to become rapper and, you know, good for them. But I'll never forget what T.I. said. T.I. was like, you know, a lot of people say chase your dreams, you know, strive for greatness, all that. Never quit. Some people just need to know when to stop. (laughs) And when he said that, I was like, that's that's so true. And I can think of a couple people in my head. <laughs> yeah, that need to take that advice, but you know, more power to them, man. Yeah, if that's your goal, then go for it. I, but, I think yeah. everybody my age at that time wanted to be a rapper. Of it's course, t- I think even still, like, sure. a, it's like, a, dude, when Eight Mile came out, we all thought we were freestyling yeah. against each other. We're just like, yeah, well, you're stupid and your mom sucks. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. how do I rhyme that? Like, I, I, the last time I went back to Connecticut, one of the one of the bros who I was making music with. Uh, he's he like whips out the only CD that we had, mm. and like I'm I'm listening to it, and I'm like 16, 17 at the time, mm. and like we're saying words that should not be said, and I'm just like, oh my god, I need this, like I, this can never be, this can't be put out anywhere. So I'm like, dude, give this to me. He goes, no, I'm not giving it to you. I was like, I'll give you a hundred dollars for it right now. He's like, all right, fine. So I have it, and I have it in my car right now, and nobody will ever have access to it. <laughs> <laughs> that must be destroyed, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh shit, howdy. Uh, random questions, Mikey. You want to fire off first? Would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or ten chicken-sized horses? One horse-sized chicken or ten chicken-sized horses? Yep. Oh man, I know. Where the f- do you come up with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Again, the internet. <laughs> um, I think, and I've gotten a lot of different answers. So, really? Yeah, you would think it would be one, but I've gotten a lot of different ones. We just spoke with Chuck Liddell. He said he'd fight them all. Like, Give me yeah, all. Oh, yeah. Andy Roy said yeah. the same thing. He goes, I want to fight all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good impression. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I would probably say 10 chicken-sized horses. Uh, you would think, yeah, but... We had another guest have a good uh, way of looking at it. She goes, ants, tarantulas are killed by ants because there's just an army of them. Mm. But if you get on the ground and you have 10 chicken-sized horses, you're, you're, f- you're f- But <laughs> if you have a horse-sized chicken yeah. peck you, you're f- Yeah, yeah. So you got to pick one. That's a rough one. And not to mention chickens, I've said this before too, but it is scary. Chickens can live without their heads... That's, that's true, huh? So if you yeah, cut yeah. off the son of a bitch's head, <laughs> he's still running around. I don't know, man. You would think you could punt the little bastards. Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. Did Vinny give us an answer? Uh, yeah, I would say I, oh, yeah. the t- 10 chicken-sized horses, okay. yeah. 
Uh, oh, this is always a fun one. Stranded on an island, somehow you have a way to play music and a way to watch a movie. Mm. One movie, one music album that you would have with you mm. on a strand, Stranded on an Island. Um, movie. Um, what's a movie that I could watch? Uh, um, Fear and Loathing, maybe. I've seen that movie hundreds of times, and it's never old. Yeah. Um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street's good too. I could watch that over and over and over. That again. would kill a lot of time on the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like um, as far as music goes, man. Um, lately, I don't know, dude. I, I've been like mcr dude i've been rocking to a lot of mcr lately my chemical yeah. romance i don't know what it is dude i've just been like jamming that shit hard we're just feeling the emo phase yeah and yeah, yeah hey, dude all good. <laughs> whenever i want to get in my feelings i throw that on right. yeah. i just yeah. want to feel my feelings <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in time in the past or in the present or in the future yeah or no you got to travel yeah. where would you go um i'd probably go in the past probably to the 60s to the 60s yeah i think it'd be cool in the 70s but the bring 70s a skateboard be... bring a yeah. 2020 skateboard yeah. 2021 to the 70s yeah that'd be sick dude that'd be yeah. gnarly everybody'd be, be like who the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. What is, what's, what's that <laughs> yeah. 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 it's like in the future magazine someone yeah. be pro yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> someone's gonna do a 900 revolution yeah what <laughs> i swear <laughs> wait he's a fucking demon yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't we can't fuck it up too bad because we might fuck up tony hawk's the future because yeah. yeah. you got to be careful in the past like if you you know step on a b <laughs> ashton kutcher was never born or yeah. something you know right. what i mean so it's just like you got Doc Brown. Tony Vinny, Hawk. you're gonna mess up the time yeah yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> you can't up Tony uh, can't he's do that he's I look up to that dude so much and he still hasn't followed me yet and I know he knows who I am and I'm just he follows all the other bros except for me and it makes me so fucking mad he, fo he follows me no yeah he doesn't follow me dude <laughs> hey dude we're in the same boat it's Tony, like Tony follow us come yeah. on <laughs> yeah come on if Mr. you're watching Hawk. and okay. we know you are <laughs> and we know you are <laughs> follow us Tony. Yeah, yeah. come talk with us <laughs> yeah no cause we that's what that's a lot of people too it's like god I, that, that person would just be dope if uh, like if they understood what we do yeah. and why we do it, they would want to talk to us. Yeah. But it's like, all right, they're they're, yeah. they're busy living life and doing shit. That, I, I always I always joke around. I'm like, when, when the day when Tony Hawk follows me is the day that I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're working on all this stuff. Is, is what one person that you haven't worked with yet that you would like to? Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk. Tony for Hawk. Sure, yeah. Um, Tony Hawk. Um, that's pretty much it really yeah. Tony Hawk's on the top top for me yeah. and I know it's coming yeah. I, I know it like I have a feeling it's coming whether it's like working directly with him or working on a project with him I know it yeah. it's, it's coming yeah oh, we're celebrating that one for yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. you're gonna get a text message with 9 million yeah. of those I, I was like I'm sponsored by this company called it's like a skate company called Bad Grease mm. and uh and Jason Ellis is on the team mm -hmm. and oh, nice. uh, uh, and the owner of Bad Grease is like hey we want you and Ellis to do some sort of like Bad Grease promo together and Ellis has been skating with Tony at the bird at the bird's nest a lot recently mm -hmm. and he just started a new podcast with Tony so I'm like starting to like think how can I like make this right. happen so I like came up with this idea of me on fire on, a, on, on the half pipe and like Jace, Jason like comes and like hand plants my head while I'm on fire like I'm like laying down, like my head's over the coping and he like hand plants my head while I'm on fire. And I was like, but I want to do it at the bird's nest. And they won't pitch it. <laughs> they won't pitch it to, J J to Jason because uh, Jason doesn't want to ruin the friendship with him and Tony. <laughs> or Tony be like, dude, don't and light my ramp yeah, on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, now, is it something you, like, would you ask him to follow you or he has to organically, organically. follow you? Okay, organically. Okay, so that that's, yeah. hey, Tony, will you follow me? Sure, that's not a major That doesn't situation. work, no. Okay. no we promise way. if you get him, like, to follow you, we won't be cherry picking sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Vinny, like, if you wanna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lots of people, man, out there, especially through all this COVID struggling, you know, you've, I've lost someone recently to this, as you said, up disease of addiction yeah. and people falling off of, uh, could lend some good encouraging words for, for those watching. I mean, even mental health or just a loved one. Too, yeah. You know, um, struggling. 
And I will, I've always said this and I will forever say this. It's just continue to do the next right thing. Uh, continue being honest with yourself and everybody around you and, uh, and help somebody out every once in a while and things will just fall into place. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's, um, like I said earlier, feelings pass. Some feelings last longer than others, mm -hmm. but they'll pass. Yeah. And just like uh, uh, stay in touch with like people who love you. Mm. You know, mm. that's what I do. Yeah. Some people probably hate me calling so much, you know, but it's like, I, I love you. You love me. It, I'm calling you. You know, yeah. if I'm struggling, I'm calling you. Yeah. You know, call yeah. me anytime. Yeah. I'll, I'll call I'll, you. I'll take that offer up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Skinny Vinny. Thanks, brother. This Thank you, man. Thanks, awesome. guys. This Good was to, fun. Yeah, Good to do yeah. it in person. Yeah, this was great. This is the Knocking Doors Down podcast featuring celebrities, experts, and everyday people who have overcome adversities including addiction, mental health, and trauma to live purposeful lives. And that's what Knocking Doors Down is all about. Strengthening communities, providing resources, building awareness, empowering youth in need to overcome adversity and achieve success. This is what the Carlos Vieira Foundation is all about. Through our campaigns, the race for autism, race to end the stigma, and race to be drug free, we're able to help so many in need. Our goal is to provide support to families and children and give these families opportunities that might not normally arise. Learn more and find out how you can get involved. Visit Carlos Vieira foundation.org today this podcast contains the views and opinions of the knocking doors down hosts and their guests to the show the content here should not be taken as medical advice the content here is for informational purposes only and because each person is sharing their unique perspective please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work while we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Privacy is of the utmost importance to us. For those wishing anonymity, people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests. This website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page. This podcast is owned by KDD Media Company.